Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you today to chat with you a little bit about independence. And, you know, I'm a physical therapist or a physiotherapist, depending on where you live. I'm in Ontario, Canada, so I I refer to myself as a physiotherapist. That's my title. And part of what we do as physios is we help people through movement and through physical function. And so I used to be more aware of independence as being a physical issue. And the more and more I practice, the more and more I'm recognizing that there is also emotional independence, so much so that I've had to look it up. And so I want to share the definition of emotional independence with you from psychology today. And I'll I'll attach this link to the show notes. Um, So emotional independence is a type of inner resilience that lets you know you can meet, solve, and be with any circumstance you face. It means building your sense of self on your own without depending on others to make you happy or tell you who you should be. Accepting ourselves and changing unhelpful perceptions and behaviors allow us to find the strength we need to create a personalized sense of inner calm. It empowers us to see ourselves as separate from others and declare independence from circumstances that might have once dictated our moods, behaviors, and ideas about ourselves. So this podcast is really for the clinician who is focused and trained mostly on physical, physical issues, physical limitations, physical concerns like pain, like movement dysfunction anything like that. Or, you know, for me, it's basic activities of daily living, like sitting, standing, bed mobility, walking, anything along those lines, this podcast is really for you. And I know if you're aware of the biopsychosocial model, and you know, the iceberg effect, 
you know, we, we are trained and we understand intellectually that we need to recognize um, others and patients and clients who come into our care as whole, right? Lately, what I've been seeing is that people are coming in for a physical issue, right? Like alleviating pain, improving physical function in their activities of daily living, for instance. And yet the more we talk and the more we collaborate, the more I, I see and the more I'm hearing that there are social emotional issues going on. And I often see this in people who have pain and pain seems to be the focus of their concern. And as you and I know, pain is very subjective. But I do believe that physical pain is amplified or layered upon or weighed down by emotional social stressors that other people might be feeling. But I guess my question to you is, how do you have that conversation? You yourself recognizing what's being said to you, and objectively taking that in? Um, how are you having that conversation with your patients? And are you having it at all? Some clinicians don't have it, right? Some clinicians say they just can't help this person, and then what? And I think that we need to start having the conversation with our patients, because at the end of the day, if our patients feel like they can trust us, and more importantly, if they feel and believe that we care about them, and that we care about their well being, and that we believe that that we can help them, they may be more apt to open up first of all, and share information, and they may be also more apt to receive what you might be able to help them with, right? And, and receive your words and receive your guidance and facilitation um, and encouragement. You know, it's not a conversation you have just coming out of the gate because you're really getting to know this person as a whole human being, right? You're really getting to know about their lives and what they deal with day to day. And then what I see when, when this discussion is had, what I then see is a lot of self-judgment. And it's so important to obviously comfort them, but to help them recognize that, and like this definition said, that life sometimes happens to us, right? Life happens to us, and it happens to all of us. And any of us can be in anyone else's position where we get lost in day-to-day -day life, where we wonder how we got to where we got, and we take a good look around the environment, and we ask ourselves how we got here. And on top of that, feel so overwhelmed by having to deal with that, when intellectually, you know that maybe you can't live that way. But you just don't have the emotional strength and independence and resilience to deal with it. And then in my case, is that they end up falling ill. So a lot of times these stressors are already pre existing, and they're self aware that they exist, and they become fearful of them. And then they become dependent on the system, right? They become dependent on the system, and they become focused on physical pain. And having that conversation around that and empathizing, and letting them know that they are not shameful, right? That life happened to them. And now it's time to build and empower themselves up such that they can be independent of 
what they were dealing with before, or those circumstances that were dictating the way they had been living, in a, which was a way that they that did not align with them. It was a way that they did not want to live, right? And I think it's really important to have that tough conversation. And in extreme circumstances, of course, if someone is is telling you that, you know, they're so tired of life, and that they're considering self harm, and they have a plan or anything like that, you have a professional obligation to report it at that moment. Okay, and you let them know that. And you are helping them. And I'll tell you something, if you if you really believe that you can help your patient and you do care about them, which I know you do, they'll know that they'll believe that they'll feel that and they'll be open to receiving your source of support. So in my case, yes, I can help with, with some of the pain, right? And some of the movement limitations, let's say, and the functional limitations, but I'm not all of it. And I can't help with all of it. And I'm, I'm humble enough to say that and have that conversation and say that there's more going on. And that I believe that if we can, you know, help you manage the, the emotional stress that you're dealing with, as well as the social stress, maybe that you're dealing with, then I, I really, truly can say with confidence that your physical pain will also improve further. Okay. And again, we're, you know, I'm not a, a pain science expert by any means. And this what I'm talking about here is almost beyond that. People come to us with physical pain all of the time. And it's up to us with our competency to recognize what's sinister and if anything sinister is going on physically, if there are flags, and you know, whether we need to refer based on that alone. But if those have been ruled out, and you just know that someone is really suffering emotionally because it, they keep coming back to it and that's another sign so they either maybe are not really getting better that could be a sign that there's more going on if you've ruled out anything sinister like i said um, or that they themselves in their conversations with you keep bringing up other stressors and keep coming back to that you know we have to help them to identify that and call that out as well as a source of pain and I really believe that once you can call that out and help them do the same, it liberates them to then allow us to guide them and facilitate um, and collaborate on solutions moving forward. Okay, and this, I wish there was an easy way for me to tell you how to have these conversations, but there really is no easy way. I, I just truly believe that your your experience and your intuition and and your therapeutic rapport and the strength of that will tell you when it's time to have that conversation. You'll, you'll just have to have it. And like I said, if you're coming from a place of, of care and concern and belief that you can help your patient or client, then they will be open to receiving and they will share information with you. So let me know what you think. If you like this podcast, please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. My handle's at best obsessed with Jen. If you want to chat more about this topic, um, if this is a theme that you've been noticing has been coming up over and over in your practice, I'd love to hear more about that. And it's actually another, it's just another way to evolve. It's really another way to grow. And it's, an, it's another way to um, connect 
and build that that skill of communication, but also, you know, strengthen the therapeutic rapport, build that alliance and that relationship, and truly actually see the healing impact of that as well. So until we chat next time, remember to take care of each other and to stay happy. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes, and you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.